welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. It was in May 1861 that John Steele Tyler mustered into the 2nd Vermont Regiment during the Civil War. He had just turned 19 a few weeks earlier and had interrupted his law studies in order to enlist. Tyler had been studying law with his uncle, Judge Royal Tyler, in Brattleboro when the first call for three years' enlistments were made. John wrote his father, who was a minister, for permission to join the army, and his father wrote back, My dear John, if you do not enlist, you will be ashamed hereafter to look your future children in the face. John joined the army as a private and was assigned to Company C of the 2nd Vermont Regiment. During his high school years, John had attended a Connecticut military school, so after the troops had been in training a while, the company selected officers and John S. Tyler was chosen to be a lieutenant. Even though he was only 19, his four years of military training in high school had given him a lot of experience. The 2nd Regiment headed to war in June 1861. He wrote home and some of his letters have been preserved. After the Battle of Bull Run, he wrote about taking command of the company for the first time. His captain had been wounded in the battle and the Union troops were overwhelmed by the Confederates. Tyler had attempted to rally his soldiers and lead them on an attack of Confederate lines, but enemy artillery fire was overpowering. Tyler's captain did not recover from his wounds and resigned from the army. At the age of 19, Tyler was made the new commander of Company C. Tyler wrote to his father about the Battle of Bull Run and his added responsibilities. From 10 to 15 men were shot within six feet of me. Many of our company acted most bravely, standing by me to the last minute. I did not much fancy the responsibility, but shall do my best. The company consisted of 87 men. By August of 1862, he wrote home, We are all in good health, that is, those that are left of us. Only 45 of the 87 who, who left Brattleboro are now fit for duty. One half gone in one year. In two years, who knows? In October 1862, John's younger brother Rufus showed up in camp with the 11th Vermont Regiment. John was not impressed. Rufus had volunteered but was barely 15 years old. John thought Rufus was too young to fight and immediately forced him to go home. John obtained a discharge from the military for his younger brother. Rufus still wanted to fight in the war, so without his brother's knowledge, Rufus joined the Navy and served for the remainder of the conflict. In February 1863, Tyler was promoted to major, and in April 1864, he was promoted again to lieutenant colonel. He was not quite 21 years old. He had, however, led troops through the Battle of Fredericksburg in the draft riots of New York City. In the spring of 1864, while scouting in central Virginia, Tyler and his men came upon a group of African Americans who had recently run away from a slave plantation. They were looking to cross into Union territory and begin new lives. One of the formerly enslaved people was Andrew Reed. He was in his early 20s and had worked in the plantation stables around the horses most of his life. Tyler and Reed struck up a relationship. The formerly enslaved people were taken to the Union camp and Reed began working as Tyler's personal servant. The next challenge for John S. Tyler was the Battle of the Wilderness. Acting as a second in command of the entire 2nd Regiment, he led his men into the battle in early May 1864. On the first day, his commander was killed, so Tyler assumed command and led the 800-man regiment deeper into the conflict. 
While advancing on the enemy, he was shot in the leg. His wound was serious, so he was taken to a field hospital. He lost a great deal of blood and telegraphed home that he was severely wounded, doing well, ball and leg, and that he was traveling to Washington, D.C. for further medical attention. Andrew Reed followed Tyler to the military hospital in the nation's capital. The colonel's uncle, Royal Tyler, hopped onto a train to Washington, D.C. to care for John. Military hospitals do not have a very good reputation, so if you could afford to receive care elsewhere, many injured and ill soldiers chose to recuperate with privately hired medical personnel. When the judge arrived in Washington, he decided to bring his wounded nephew home. They made it as far as New York City, then, then put up in a metropolitan hotel. John was not doing well. His uncle called in a doctor who operated on the leg, but 16 days after being shot, John S. Tyler died in a metropolitan hotel in New York City. Meanwhile, Andrew Reed met Dr. George Gale of Vanderbilt at the Washington, D.C. Military Hospital, where Tyler had first been sent after the battle. Dr. Gale traveled to Washington, D.C. to help with many Vermont casualties from the Battle of the Wilderness. When the doctor returned to Brattleboro, he brought Reed back with him, and Reed worked for the doctor for a few years, taking care of his horses. Reed then joined the local labor market and worked for many families, performing general maintenance work for the next 20 years. Andrew Reed remained in Brattleboro for the rest of his life and passed away from pneumonia in 1889. He is buried in the Prospect Hill Cemetery. Back in 1864, Colonel John S. Tyler's body was brought back to Brattleboro from New York City and buried in Prospect Hill Cemetery as well. His family had a portrait of him made from photos taken during the war. It hung in the Tyler residence until the home was sold in 1908. The family planned to donate the portrait to the Vermont Historical Society, but the surviving soldiers of Tyler's company convinced the family to give the painting to the local library. They thought the portrait should remain in town. In 1908, the portrait of Colonel John S. Tyler was placed in the Brooks Library to serve as a token to coming generations that loyalty and sacrifice are worthy endeavors to have and to hold. The large painting of Tyler was hung in the reading room of the library and remained there for the next five decades. Tyler's example of service and duty was shared with generations of young people who visited the library and wondered about the fighting young colonel. Presently, the painting is on display in the Historical Society Research Room on the third floor of the Municipal Center. We'd like to thank Jordan, Isabel, Eliza, David, Wiley, Hayden, and Gilbert for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.